0: alone inside he's got the breakaway with the touch to the right goal! Everything you wanted from this debut it's Brandon By. Taking a shot with the left goal! Isaac Frank from 25 yards out! The equalizer! Will Kid with the touch to the goal! It's a go ahead goal! Minneapolis City!
1: This is the People's Pitch Podcast. The official podcast of your Minneapolis City Soccer Club. Brought to you by Summit Brewing Company. What do you get when you cross a crow with a toaster? A crowster! <laughs> Goddamn, I love jokes. You are about to enter into an aural agreement with the People's Pitch Podcast. The official podcast of your Minneapolis City SC. I'm your host, Nate. And joining me, as always, is my spirit guide, In this soccer fever dream, John Bizworm. John!
2: (laughs) Nate! (laughs) Uh, What's up, man? Uh, It's time for us to protect our house, Nate. This weekend, I am so ready, I am so amped to play some home home soccer. Yes! I'm pumped! We are in full
1: soccer mode, and that means a ton of game talk this week. The first game of the season is already behind us, and I want to know what the hell happened. Um, we're gonna also preview two upcoming games in this show: our home opener against Med City and Wednesday's tilt against the Twin Stars. Buckle up, baby! We are about <laughs> to take off. Uh, is
2: that is that how you uh, you landed the misses? <laughs> <laughs> hey,
1: hey! Buckle, buckle up, up baby. baby! I'm I'm
2: th-
1: <laughs> I'm thirty five and alone, and I have no idea how to take responsibility for myself.
2: <laughs> yeah. I- I have a dog that's barely alive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alright, oh, so man. John,
1: we were flying high last week about our prospects to start the season, opening up against a Sioux Falls side that we beat twice last year. Um, once, uh, once when we traveled there with only 12 men. So, imagine my surprise as I sat glued to the Twitter machine and watched us piss away a lead.
2: Well, first off, thanks a lot for tickling everyone and saying there's a stream and then it not working. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, Damn thanks, it. thunder. Yeah, thank. I think it was the actual thunder that brought the uh, the stream down because it was there was some bad weather in the area. So yeah. who knows? Um, but anyways, Nate, a wise person once said, "You take three points at home, and at least a draw on the road, and that wins you a championship." So, am I happy with the result? Yes. Do I think we should have maybe done better? Yes. But, Nate, that is soccer, and we have seen that soccer sometimes is not a gift. Uh, this time <laughs> it was a wake-up call. Uh, but it's not the end of the world yet. I, and I say yet because I could be eating my hat if our division comes down to two points, to be honest. But that's yeah. to be determined.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, it could. It very well could. Yeah, it was three last year. Right. So, who knows? Uh, I, I don't actually want to eat my hat. I like all my hats. So, um, I'll, I'll eat my words. How about that? Mm. A lot easier easier to chew on. Yes. So, to, to kick it off, uh, a relatively full squad drove down I-90, which is a good sign and a good trip to get out of the way early in the year. But we didn't bring home all three as we noted we ran into typical four-tier soccer problems with half our team um, either being gone or picking up an injury or had like life things that were going on last weekend and could not attend um, so we did not do what we could have done from a, from a um, a roster standpoint however um, the mastery of Sarah to get some of these guys quickly registered was um, it was it was fantastic so hats off to her for for um, for, for pulling some strings to make sure that we we did have quality that was going, yeah. That we maybe not, we maybe didn't uh, intend to go uh, because of some of the last minute problems we ran into with players. So as far as our starting lineup goes, we had big game James and Nett. We had uh, relatively new signing Mark Haight out on the left. We had Max Kent and Miles Norwell starting in the middle, and then Ao out on the right with uh, Will Kidd making an appearance in the middle of the field with Charlie and Lionel Vang. So if you're if you're hearing that at home, we had none of our regular center midfielders. Yeah. So that should al- also be uh, something that is a testament to maybe the final scoreline. But anyways, um, we had Hutton and Whitney on the wings and then Timmy up top and then a bench of Nick Hines who drove over from Nebraska to make the match. Oh, uh, snap. Yep, he uh, he's not home yet, so he uh, he's still finishing up exams. So that's awesome. Yep. So he made the trip. He c- couldn't uh, couldn't pass up some free soccer, um, and we also had Siku, um, Brandon McGarity, and Wexler, who were both coming off of injury and uh, were fit to play, but maybe not fit to to play a lot of minutes.
1: Yeah. Well, and they didn't right. They came in pretty late, but I'm gonna start off the uh, this analysis on a bit of a sour note john uh, it's hard not to do when you're a fan expecting three points so we go down early in the exact same way as we did against sioux falls at home last summer and that is from a michael hate goal off of a quick counterattack. like i just watched the watched the highlights from last year's sioux falls and i was like <laughs> oh that's michael Haight. he's on the team again this year hope we can deal with them We couldn't. So the question is, was this a fluke or is this a symptom of like an ongoing chronic issue? Because one game in and it's already getting really old.
2: (laughs) I get your frustration, but I see this as something of a one-off because we've worked very, very hard in training this week to make the necessary adjustments needed. Um, So you can't change what happened, Nate. You can only put your minds together, sharpen the tools, and roll the ball out with Mm. lessons learned.
1: So but the good news is we were able to pull a goal back like almost immediately. Tim Wills is fouled in the box and Nick Hutton squares up and buries the first city goal of the 2018 season from uh, from the penalty line.
2: So full transparency for listeners, I was not there, but I've talked to, like, 20-plus people who were there. So I got a lot of different views on what what did and did not happen. So uh, that's what I'll, I'll kind of say about that. So I'll give an account of what I was told and then and kind of sprinkle in some of my thoughts. So for how long, Nate, have I been saying it's not how you take the punch to the face. It's what you do after you get punched in the face. and. Yeah. Here's an example of it right away in the beginning of the season. The The boys actually fought back this time almost right away, and I love that. Um, they drive down, right down the pitch, create an opportunity to capitalize, and we all know how Timmy goes about his business, and he is very deft at putting his body in places where defenders kind of don't expect him to be. Um, so in this instance – Received a pass, took a positive touch, outfoxed the defender and was taken down. And then enter Nick Hutton, who tucks home the spot kick. And we are level, totally new ball game.
1: Yeah, and we went up 2-1 in the 27th minute. So this is all like some pretty early action here. Um, when Whitney Brown puts one into the back of the net after looking really dangerous up to that point, he'd kind of missed a couple shots leading up to this. Um, and that's refreshing to see from Whitney, who was hobbled last year.
2: Right. And again, this is kind of secondary, but Whitney, you know, he made a diagonal run to receive a pass from one of his friends uh, in the center, center of the park, uh, and then was one on one with the goalie and slotted at home. Um, But there's not really much more to say about it, other than it's great to see him on the score sheet early in the season. Um, For him, last season was completely a wash. He was injured in the preseason, never really got healthy, that he had that red card against Duluth in the first home game. And then a series of kind of off chances just plagued him, and he struggled so hard to get back into things. Um, But he is back, and it's looking like the guy we saw in the Open Cup two years ago. You know, dynamic runs, he's tucking the ball away, and I'm really happy for him to be finally back doing things how he wants to do it on the field.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, we had this amazing introduction to Whitney in the U.S. Open Cup, and then, like you said, beginning of last season, things don't really go his way. He has a couple nice goals at Aris. You know, but otherwise it was, he was pretty quiet um, due to those, due to those issues. So it's good to, good to see him uh, firing away on all cylinders at the start of this season. So it sounds like the first half progressed um, as the first half progressed. I should say, we, we kind of looked, we continue to look a little dangerous um, despite some increased physicality from Sioux Falls, but you know, we're not the best team at handling a physical style of play as last year showed. How did we handle it this week compared to last year?
2: Well, I already mentioned one thing that like we had three new people in the center of the field where like that's the true engine. So Mm -hmm. uh, these guys have been playing together in the preseason, but you know, you have a U23 call up and Lionel Vang getting his first start like right away. And he's a great player, but that's kind of a lot to ask of a guy to like throw him into the mix. And then you move Charlie out of his um, defensive, you know, outside defender position. And then you insert Will Kidd into the middle of the field, too, where he played a little bit with St. Thomas there. Yep. But still, it's like, you know, like, how dangerous are we expected to be when you don't when you have your playmakers, three of them not in their natural spot or brand new to the team? But we played positive soccer we kept the ball we tried to we tried to make really calculated moves forward when they presented themselves uh, but we couldn't unlock that code uh that would see us get the third insurance goal that I think we desperately needed especially on the road
1: yeah and it turns out we had lots of close chances in that second half we just couldn't put it away um Whitney Will Timmy all had some real nice uh real nice opportunities but it was just not to be and thunder substitute Manny Rosas Quiros did what teams tend to do against us and burned past on the counter to bury that equalizer in the 75th minute. It sounds like this kid was really fast.
2: Yeah, that one kind of stung. And and mostly it it stung because of the fact that the shot came from 40 yards out. What? Yeah, and it was like he just created a window and it wasn't uh, a situation from what I heard that James was caught off guard. The guy just literally hit a laser. And sometimes that happens where... You, you can't put yourself in that position to be able to give up that shot from that far out, but when it's hit right, it, it, you, what are you gonna do about it? You yeah, kind of ha- hats off and, and you pick the ball at the back of the net. So again, that one's stung, but it is something that we have to really get better at uh, and that's protecting a lead. And we worked on it really, really hard this week. And I I will say that credit goes to our scout team in quotation marks um, with the players from our U23 team, because they put our MPSL team really through some kind of situational training tests and assignments this week to, to, uh, to work on that. Uh, And they, and they performed admirably and, and it's, it's something that we have. It's kind of a luxury that we having this U23 team. We kind of didn't think about, Um, you know, they, they, it was our first session this tuesday i was actually at the session where we separated fully and there were two separate training sessions going on working on two separate things but then ultimately coming together at the end and then working on those situations in full side soccer last year we did not have that Mm -hmm. so uh i'm a little less worried about things uh because we can work on them so again credit to those guys but um we have seen one thing, it's that the rest of the league is not going to change. The balls will still come from long and they'll continue to come from long and it'll continue to be physical, but we have to do a better job of recognizing our spots and and squashing out counterattacks, to read the game better.
1: Yeah, and we know and, this and because we we both watched Duluth Dakota last night too, who both played <laughs> That was just
2: a ping pong match, frequent
1: man. long diagonal balls to get to get guys behind.
2: <laughs> well, the score was 4-4 at the end of <laughs> Over time. So not a whole lot of defense was played uh, nope. in that one. Uh, but 2-1, to one, people say, is the most dangerous lead in soccer. Um, and it, it, it's this type of style of play, which is the reason why people say that. Because yeah. anything can happen when you're just lumping ball after ball. Because, you know, a guy could slip or a header skips off your head wrong or whatever. Yep. Um, and, and, and someone scores it, but flat out, we need to do better and we will do better.
1: So try as we might, we just couldn't squeeze out that game winner at the end. Um, from from what I read on the Twitter feed on the game day feed, it felt like we were trying to squeeze more speed into the attack. Uh, we moved Whitney to the to the top to the striker position, subbing Siku in for Timmy, and then Heinz in for Hate, which would put fresh legs on on the wings there. And then we put. Um, Wexler in for Vang, and then even ended up going down to a three-man back line, subbing Miles Norville out for Brandon McGarity. But both Wexler and McGarity, as you said, nursing a little bit of a knock, so not entirely effective. And both those substitutes came, you know, in the eighty-plus minute, so nothing really did materialize for us, unfortunately. And so we ended the game two to two.
2: Yeah, at the end of it, Nate, it really was a game of missed chances, as you noted. I mean, we, but this can seem like a total bummer. Uh, but I'll put a positive spin on it. You know, I spent my day today with uh, Coach Jeremy run, running through some work with uh, the Bethel boys. Yeah. Um, so I can only be uh, just just sweating positivity after hanging out with him all day. <laughs> um, <laughs> but this year, we, we at least we created the glut of chances. Yep. You know, last year, how many times did we not have any chances or we had one or two? So I'm okay hearing that we missed a bunch of chances because we created them. So the next step will be for us to work on tucking them home, and I know that was part of training this week was was the final third finishing. Um, But we fought hard, and although two points were left on the pitch, we took one back home with us.
1: So, John, I have two takeaways from this game, uh, and I want to hear what you think about them. First of all, this counterattack – problem is like a recurring nightmare. I've already brought it up. We got Adam's take on it last week, and it seems like maybe that blanket that he was talking about um might just be too short. Like what do you think <laughs> it's going to take to fix it?
2: Um part of it I mentioned earlier and that's just recognizing your spots when you need to push and when you need to pull. And if we worry every game about counterattacks, they're going to happen more often because we're think overthinking about them. Mm-hmm. So where I come from is, we just make the positive adjustments, and that could perhaps be through personnel changes, maybe sooner in matches, um, and we'll be just fine. I mean, or you know, per some some uh, some positional changes or, or whatever it may be, just recognizing it, and making them earlier, so that we can kind of hang on to those leads because. If you run down our roster, we have the cars in the garage to win those races. It's really just a situation where we might need to kind of fire them up a little bit earlier. Right,
1: right. So secondly, if I could take, if I could take something positive from this, which you are good at doing today. Uh it's that we came with <laughs> that we came away with that, <laughs> it is weird. It's that we came away with that point after a long trip. It was early in the season with about 50% of our active roster available. So, not an ideal situation to travel to the other side of the state, but there are points to make up down the road and I'm of course so I'm of course like frustrated with the result, but this this team that traveled is only really pieces of the core, and I expect better results when we have everyone back. Like you said, total, a midfield that is not at all standard, I would say substandard, when you got to put one of your best wingers and your best, one of your best fullbacks into the midfield. That's very strange. Um, so I think that once we, once we get up to full strength and full speed, we should expect much better.
2: Well, I mean, it, you should also look on the other side of the coin, speaking of positivity, in that we created a bunch of chances with those guys in there. Yeah. So that's definitely a positive that, you know, we can fall back on that if we absolutely have to. Uh, but really nothing more for me to add, Nate. We move on to the next and we have a, uh, a real good short, short-term memory is all you can really say.
1: Yeah. Hey, you know, I wish I, I, wish I would have been there to talk to Will and Charlie about kind of their experience moving to midfield, Will moving back to midfield, a place he played over the course of the season and Charlie moving back to the midfield where he played in like England. Like the guy hasn't, the guy has been outside, uh, you know, uh, right back for as long as I, long as we've seen him. Maybe as long as you've known what him was too.
2: his his team in England?
1: Oh God. It was something really embarrassing. Chuds, <laughs> Chudsworth or something. I'm going to have to look it up. Shoot. That's so bad. Uh, <laughs> that's great. His team sucked.
2: Good sp- <laughs> Good speed round question. Yeah.
1: So uh, on to the next game, uh, which comes up on Saturday, when we break in our brand new stadium and welcome Med City to Osseo Senior High School.
2: Well, Nate, last year we destroyed the Naughty Nurses' playoff hopes with a win at their house in the last game of the season, and they'll be sure to look for revenge after that. Yeah. But they, they've had a lot of changes that have happened to them since we last played. They have a new coach. Looks like they're running a new formation, a new style of play. But they have the same goal, and that's to live up to their expectations and then kind of tamper that massive slide that they had last year.
1: Yeah, so Duluth, um, or I should say Med City, more than Duluth, is, has been spending the offseason kind of searching for more talent that they can ship in from out of the state, out of the country, to kind of help push them over the top, especially being in Rochester. Their, um, their pool of local players is fairly small and so they have to kind of go searching far afield for effective players and sometimes it takes them to weird places should we be worried about what these new medics can do
2: i mean there's always a little bit of worry because you don't know who's going to be there i mean there's no Thilo wilkie this year um that i know of oh really Um, yeah i mean i didn't see him i didn't see him at all and uh you know he was very dangerous not not to say that he's not going to come back but i i haven't seen uh a whisper of him um, since last year, but huh. they mostly have, they mostly have the same side that they brought back last year, which can be kind of equal parts dangerous and also equal parts skeptical. As I mentioned, um, are are we gonna get the team that folded throughout the season, or are we gonna get the team like you mentioned that has something to prove? And uh, I believe there's a fifty-five-one article um, that kind of did a little rundown on them, and and their their goalie had mentioned that you know, like trainings got kind of sloppy towards the end of the year and guys just kind of just didn't have the the drive. And, and part of that is if you're, if you're, you're housed with uh, the same guys week in and week out, pretty much all summer, all you do is see the same faces and and you don't have a, a life outside of soccer. It can, you can really start to get, you know, a little bit monotonous. So, um, the one player that I did see when we watch, I watched him play last night uh, in their preseason tune-up against Dubuque of the UPSL was their big striker, Claudio Rapido, mm-hmm. um, who scored their first goal. And, uh, you know, I thought he was going to just be the big target guy that they kind of lacked last season. Um, however... Um, he did play that part, but he was also a dynamic run maker who kind of was consistently on that razor's edge of the back line. Uh, most times than not, you know, it's a preseason tune up. You're kind of working on things. He was off sides, but that to me is a sign of, uh, of one thing. And that's the mindset of a guy who just wants to score goals. Yeah. So I, I think if, if I can take anything away from the new players or just the newness of med city is we really got to be careful of that guy. Mm. And, uh, and I hope I'm not once again eating my words.
1: <laughs> so I'm looking at their roster currently on NPSL North, and there aren't a lot of names that I recognize beyond um, um, Matias Pazos Dumich and Mirat Mujic, uh, the uh, Mia brothers, Camilla? Javier yep. Ignacio. Um, yep. And that's about it.
2: Their goalkeeper.
1: Right. Yeah, I mean, but I'm, uh, you know, so who knows what we're going to get? Who knows what we're going to get? Um, right. Who do you anticipate we will have available on Saturday that maybe didn't make the trip to Sioux Falls?
2: Great question, Nate. Thanks. <laughs> we'll, we'll have quite a few guys back in the A-team that we did not have last week. And uh, I'm going to name some names off here, and then you're going to be like, oh, yeah, it would have been really great to have those guys in a 2-2 mm. draw. Mm. Um, Matt Elder yep. is one of them. Uh, we we only brought Once one
1: again, only bringing one goalie to... <laughs>
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> technically, no. Technically, we brought two last year. Just one of them had to play in the field. That's true. So, uh, so Matt'll be back. Uh, Martin Brown Jr., Trey Benhart, Goose is back. Uh, Matt Stigward's back after a year away from us. Um, and then we have another U twenty three call up in Matt Murakami, who's been really putting in great work over the past few weeks um, that will likely fill that kind of Swiss Army knife role that we lost um, due to the departure of school-related issues with Kevin Huff. Oh, yeah, his Um, mom followed us on Twitter today. What a great lady. (laughs) 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 Thank you very much, Mrs. Huff.
1: No, Mrs. Murakami.
2: Oh, Mrs. Murakami. I think Mrs. Huff. Oh, no, Mrs. Murakami is also a great woman. So thank you. Maybe ask a question. That'd be great. (laughs) Please. Uh, Yeah, please. Uh, if, if you do listen, if not, we'll, we'll find you and make, make sure you, uh, you dial into our, our episodes, uh, in the future, but he can play on a wing. He can play in the back line. Um, he can play centrally if uh, the situation arises, uh, and I'm really happy for him. And it just shows that if you're on that U23 roster, it's now been two weeks that we brought up a player. So if I were you young ones, I would be paying attention to the fact that you really, really should be putting the work in, uh, Day in and day out when we get together, not only when we have cross training, but when you're on your own with your own individual team, because the word travels fast and it travels up. So clean your ears out, kids.
1: So this is uh, just to remind the the listeners, Matt Murakami is coming to us from Gustavus, right? Correct. All right, cool. And he, where did he, he play around here? Where did he grow up?
2: Uh, man. Oh, Eden Prairie, Eden Prairie asking me to pull some stuff out of the old memory bank. Yeah, Eden Curry, uh, I got it. Yeah, he's uh, he's in my neck of the woods.
1: Yep. Uh, so that's pretty cool. So the game details for uh, Saturday. Of course, you and I are super excited to be there and be in the booth. Um, I got my playlist Uh, in the works already i got my proper cords ordered i'm ready to go it is saturday (laughs) may 12th at osseo senior high school stadium doors the gates will open at six o'clock and the kickoff will be at seven potter's pasties will be there or pasties however you want to say it Um, and if you don't want to make the drive all the way up to osseo by yourself the murder bus it's is, a thing. Is a thing, and it's gonna leave from New Bohemia on Lake Street at six p.m. or around there. So you should take that thing up to Osseo for only ten bucks. Thank you to the citizens for organizing that. If you're interested in the murder bus, you want to make sure to visit the citizenssg.com slash store and uh, and look for it there. I think that's a great idea, and I hope it's gonna hope it's gonna be a good time on that bus.
2: Well, and there's a a little rumor that it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be fueled with Summit. Going up there, Woo! so yeah. So I just hope that they pull into the stadium, and then it's just a loud, massive chant of "murder bus, murder <laughs> bus." <laughs>
1: that would be sweet.
2: And and I mean, I'm talking uh, perfect, perfect timing. And I'm talking a loud murder bus chant where, like, everyone within, like, a city mile, square city mile can hear you. (laughs) (laughs) So the Crows better be ready, Nate, because they will need to turn around on short rest and head down Excelsior Boulevard to Minnetonka to play the Minnesota Twin Stars. John, if there's
1: uh, these fucking Twin Stars, if there's one thing that we know, it's for some reason the Twin Stars take their games against us, like, 100% more seriously than against any other team. Why is that? Why I us? A,
2: I think there's a lot that goes into it. Uh, how much time do we have? <laughs> <laughs> uh, totally kidding. Uh, or not. We probably have a whole show about that, but, um, I think it's a pride thing. They've been around for some time and then we kind of come in like Johnny come lately with our bravado and our glorious weirdness. Uh, and we garner all this attention that they, they, they didn't. Uh, so I think maybe a little bit of a, a chip there. Yeah. Um, but these guys all know each other and there's nothing better than besting a guy or a group of guys that you know very well.
1: Yeah, especially because the Twin Stars have their own little academy there. so anyone that kind of grew up in the in the cities might you know have grown up playing against them anyway like you said probably went to high school or played against them in high school with them. So a lot of familiar faces on these teams it's um or on this Twin Stars team especially that'll be kind of interesting to see. Um, against T te- oh go ahead. Uh,
2: sorry, I, I think so uh, another thing too is. We've had quite a few players on our roster that played for them and have mentioned like the disorganization and kind of the weirdness that's going on there. So, you know, I I, that's probably got to add to a little bit as well, uh, because, you know, some of those guys have have not really spoken the best about their experience. Um, But they do they do their thing and we do our thing. So uh, I, I can't wait. Hopefully better results. It's
1: a Wednesday game, John. And against teams not named Eris, middle of the week games rarely go our way or have in the past. Why do you think that is? And are things gonna be different this year?
2: Well, you have guys that have kind of been they've been working all day, like sitting in a chair behind a computer. They have to fight traffic to get there, which can make even the calmest of individuals completely flustered. Yeah. Uh, or maybe they maybe they had a spat with their significant other, whatever it is guys need to do a better job of getting their minds right before it's 60 minutes in and we're down to two goals so this year we told our, <laughs> this year we told our players well ahead of time what the schedule was so they can plan better um and it will be reiterated more than a few times as soon as saturday's game is over
1: yeah it's uh the thing with the summer maybe it's just my maybe it's just the industry that we're in but like it feels like it's the time to leave work early anyway. Like it's okay to dip a couple hours early and get your mind right once in a while.
2: Right. And that's how the creative juices flow, right?
1: That's what I'm saying.
2: <laughs> well, as, as far as what, what we're going to run into this year, it's definitely going to be a, a different twin star squad than last year. Gone is one of the Oliver brothers, the good one. Um, uh, ex ex crow, Brian Chapman. Uh, but Kareem Darbaki and Tyler Oliver, um, Chase Wright, Sean Teske, they'll all give us some trouble like they always do. Um, and, uh, you know, there, there's still uh, a question around whether or not Verniedem is going to be, um, back at his childhood club. So maybe another familiar face that'll be there.
1: Yeah, well. he's on the roster. I was really surprised considering that he joined us to Aurora yeah. and Rochester and then kind of faded back into the twin stars
2: orbit. Yep. Yeah, just still trying to figure out what's going on there. So okay. Who knows? But the other guys, for sure, will be
1: there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So based on today's tweet that they had, um, it looks like the Twin Stars populated their squad uh, with a mix of international players drawn from um, local and smaller colleges and universities and some Minnesota high school products. So I'm just going to rip through these guys, John, and their schools, maybe where they're from, and then give me your impressions of their pedigree. Because a lot of these places I've never heard of. Uh, so they added a couple defenders, their first defender being Jeremy Banya, who is from France. He's a French international, and he goes to Lee University of Tennessee. The only thing uh, of note on this guy is that he's 6'5", so that's pretty solid. Uh, they added a kid named Diego Rivera, who looks just adorable in his picture, uh, for a defender. And he's Chilean, and he went to, or he goes to, Iowa Western? And then they added another defender, Adrian Perkins, who I think is a Twin Stars Academy product who, uh, is, who just finished or is finishing at Minnetonka this year.
2: Well, I think one thing to say about Jeremy, he's not a French international. He is an international from France.
1: That's right. That's what I meant. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> international player.
2: Yeah. Don't um, want our uh, our fans thinking we're lining up against, uh, against some kid who, that played, went, who, yeah, who, yeah, who trains um, with Griezmann in the you're 20.
1: No, no, no. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. midfielders, they added some, some kid named Jarred Murray from Trinidad and Tobago, who goes to the University of Hartford. Uh, a kid named Stoyle Genev, who knows if I pronounced that right, who went to Plymouth, or he's from Plymouth, and he goes to S- Southern Illinois, Edwardsville. So not just Southern Illinois, but the Edwardsville campus very specifically. Uh, and then a kid from Japan named Taiki uh, Kinugawa, who goes to Marshalltown Community College. And he's not their only Marshalltown prospect. They've got a forward named David Croma. Any relation to Siku? Who knows? Uh, he grew up in Brooklyn Park and went to Marshalltown, or goes to Marshalltown as well. Um, do you, do any, of these, any of these institutions ring a bell?
2: Uh, yes. I'm, I'm aware of uh, Iowa Western. Yep. I am also aware of Illinois Edwardsville and uh, Marshalltown as well.
1: Oh, where is Marshalltown?
2: Um, Marshdown's in one of the Dakotas, I believe.
1: Okay. And then one other, one other player of note that I want to bring up real quickly, just to kind of Actually, show. No, I'm
2: sorry. It's in Iowa.
1: Oh, okay. So a player of note I want to bring up just as a chuckle, uh, is a, they added a goalkeeper named Malachi, uh, D'Onofrio, who is, uh, who has jumped ship from the FC Minneapolis debacle. Uh, but Matt, uh, our coach Matt Van Ben, Matt Van Ben, whatever Ben Scoten knows him uh, from Fusion from his Fusion days. So that's kind of interesting that Malachi is on the Twin Stars, probably second fiddle to Sean Tesky, of course, uh, one of the best goalkeepers in the region. Uh, but still, kind of funny that they added a kid from FC Minneapolis.
2: So traditionally, as we know, they've promoted from within through their academy. But you know, as we see a, a bunch of players leave for one reason or another. Uh, they've started to kind of look outside of the house, as you, you noted. The one player that I, I do know of um, is uh, Tiaki Kinugawa. Um, we're just going to call him the Japanese international. Um, <laughs> he, he's a player who I've actually, I've actually seen play during my scouting of other players in the off season.
1: Mm-hmm. He's a,
2: a real tidy midfielder. Um, who's good on the ball. Uh, He has speed to play on a wing uh, or up top, which could maybe be a replacement for the Oliver who left. Um, But look for him to do most of his work through the the middle of the field, perhaps partnering with uh, Kareem. uh, But he is the one, I think, out of that group that really really jumps off paper uh, towards me. Uh, The rest of the new players are young, and and to be quite honest, uh, we'll have to kind of be battle-tested in our very physical, tough, experience division for me to have an opinion on them um so it'll, it'll kind of yet to be seen if they're going to cause problems until we play play a match against them but with that youth comes either world beating a world beating mindset like f off i'm i'm the best and i'm gonna go out and perform yeah or you get a guy that flies off the handle if he's pressed or if he's fouled a lot um, or then the, the last piece, the, the player who wilts, who can't handle the pressure. So it, it's kind of a crapshoot, Nate. So we'll see, uh, we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah. I think great points there, especially on their youth. Uh, when I, when we get excited or I try to temper my excitement about some of the youth that we add by remembering a story or remembering something I witnessed when we played against twin stars at home last year. And it was, um. Something from Goose, like, again, a tried and tested, uh, younger player on our team, very, very skilled, super talented, but still younger. And he was getting kind of knocked around by Darbaki a little bit. And I remember Goose kind of was hit back at some point. Darbaki went off and, and, and fouled them. The ref called him. And I remember Darbaki yelling at the ref something like, I'm a man. I'm a man and that is a boy kind of a thing like that is the attitude a lot of these older guys have on some of the youth that gets brought in so it's interesting to see how not only the youth deal with the pressure but how some of these older guys who are used to kind of throwing their weight around on the field um attempt to assert themselves over these guys
2: (laughs) I'm a man I'm 40 (laughs) like how old are you (laughs) probably (laughs) who knows so game details let's talk about them wednesday may 16th at minnetonka high school stadium kickoff is at 6 p.m leave work early and come cheer on your crows there will not be a murder bus but there'll be a bunch of individual murder cars that you can drive yourself in uh that will (laughs) be able to plenty of parking for the murder cars yeah Um, and
1: if you um, want you can buy tickets ahead of time um through their website if you want to venture over there i did it just because it's a, it was a hassle to get a ticket once we got there last time
2: um yeah bring cash
1: bring right because you had to bring cash and all that bullshit so i just bought my ticket now so go ahead and buy it online ahead of time and, and save yourself the trouble only 10 bucks <laughs>
2: Yep, and then hop in your murder car and just drive on west. That's right. Uh, So that is all for this week's show. Thank you, as always, to our sponsor, Summit Brewing. There is a new member to the Summit fleet this week, folks, and that is the delicious and refreshing Lazy Sipper. This crisp set of suds that offers a hint of strawberry finish is ideal for a warm summer day, which we hope continues to happen. So head on down to the tap room, uh, your local bar, or your local liquor store, and pick some up today. The home opener Osseo High School, was was break that place in, is Saturday. And it is not too late to buy a membership for 2018. For $65, you get a cool season pass to all city matches this summer, including open friendlies, which are over, MPSL and U23 games, a classy new membership scarf, and, of course, a vote, so you can have a say in the direction of local soccer. So head on over to MPLSCitySC.com and purchase one or five right now. Yeah. If giving back to the community is an important part of your life, maybe it's time to give to the club that loves to give back. Minneapolis City is a 501c3 that loves to provide a safe, reliable, fun environment for the less fortunate young people to play the beautiful game. Look for us this summer playing with kids in parks and community centers around the city and consider a tax-deductible donation to a truly city-focused organization. Excuse me. Send us mail. It is easy. Hit us up on Twitter at the People's Pitch or through email MCSEpodcast at gmail.com. All questions, comments, and concerns are welcome. And finally, as always, you can hit up the club at MPLS City SC. Again, this is all for this week, folks. We once again leave you with our house MC and resident of Sweden, Miles Stockman Willis, a.k.a. Miles, with a track called The Come Up. I am John, that is Nate, and you are the people. Let's right the ship and get a win this weekend, why don't we? You got hooked. Poster burning, maple weeds, cradle major
0: keys Thinking back, I've been major since the minor league. So supreme, too much sauce, off my olive NMDs I could staple these bend the gold so I get the cheese Never fall, rake them leaves And make sure every moment gets seized And everything I see is make-believe Cup of bad bitch, make her wipe off Maybelline She wanna F with me, maybe get close, date a G Run up data plans, getting A to B like at Hate me when she's coming, it's the perfect time for me to leave Patience then is crave, so I'm craving her creative Make her breakfast in bed, then have sex instead. One life, live it up. One seven five, gray goose treated like a sippy cup. One oh five on the dash, watch me giddy up. Only one on the bench, still press the city up. No stress from the press, it ain't news I'm getting paper. Ask for the check first time I see the waiter. Make my own luck, knocking over salt shakers. Every September fourth, should've put in more labor. Yes, flex. Get out my lane, we ain't the same don't play Red Rover with the train. Lingo rolling off my tongue like a slogan spoken slang. Surely spitting like this token wrote and spoke it in some fangs. I could hang a vampire. Highly inspired. Haven't reached this height before I might get higher. Crew conspires round the campfire rolling till our hands tired. Rap MacGyver saying sapphire, satire. With the swag, attire you admire. So well put together. No assembly required. Newly hired. Still this heat so fire that it gets them fired. Fuck boys thinking that they fresh but expired. Everybody Flawed, that's just life's law Wonder what life will be like when the ice thaw I'll die any day, cause I'm down for the cost Do it bigger than the Big Bang, like my name was Rush Burning bridges with no gauze Tell her open up her jaws and feed her nothing but bare claws All about my dough, so she want a nut, duh Keep my ducks on a row on the pond, like what? Getting flocks at each show, giving out goosebumps Playing with her heart, claim she playing spades Whenever we apart her brain ain't the same Tickle her pussy as I tickle her ear hair More boss than Ross, never been to a career fair Blood, sweat, tears dripping off my upper lip On some shit, krillin, chillin, grippin' on destructo discs Go left, go right in life, maybe eat a twix Rappin' like a silly rabbit, trippin' in the tricks On the come up Yeah boy, this the come up Whole squad, about to motherfuckin' come up.